0: Hello and welcome to the Wind Down once again. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the not-for-profit sector and how IT can really help them. Welcome to the Wind Down, an afternoon podcast where two techie blokes sit down over a bottle of wine and chat about what's happening in the world of tech. Enjoy while Scott and Nick open up about their week in technology. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to the Wine Down. I'm Nick and this is Scott. Hello, Scott. How are you? Good, thank you, Nick. Fancy meeting you here in, in a pub. In a pub oh, with wine. Well, My goodness. Concept.
1: <laughs> so, Scott, where are we? What are we drinking? Hey, we're back at the firehouse. Well, hey, it's, they're open again. It's opened again. Mm-hmm. It was closed for six months?
0: I don't yeah, know. Something like uh, that, but they built a hotel on top of it.
1: Well, they, yeah, they put some steps in the back. I'm still trying to work out all the changes. But anyway, it <laughs> doesn't um, seem to be very many. But No, maybe there's something we haven't seen yet. I uh, think. Maybe. Maybe there's a whole other floor of excitement and wine. I'm hoping so. <laughs> but yes, it's open again. So what are we drinking? Uh, so um, uh, they've got some new wines on the list. Yep. This one, it's a Darenberg um, out of McLaren Vale. It's a, a 2020. Yep. It's um, a uh, Grenache, uh, Mourvedre Shiraz. And it's called the Innocent Weed. The Innocent Weed. Let me try the Innocent Weed. Well, actually, on the bottle, it's interesting. It says it's anything but innocent. It certainly is. It's, oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. that's well, nice. That's, that's good. Look, I've always found Darren Bay do a uh, do a good drop. Yeah. And um, they've got a, um, they got the the guy in charge of the uh, winemaking down there, Chester. He's, uh, he's a character, I tell you what. But um, this is um, two thirds of the way through the process for this particular uh, release. They do foot treading still. Foot treading, like yes. they crush one with their feet. Yeah, they like actually get oh, in well, wow. you know, stamp, 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 stamp. That's that's interesting. There's, there's a way to really bring the organics back into wine. Absolutely. Well, yes, certainly with my feet. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> there so, we go. Anyway, that was an interesting drop. That
0: is awesome. So today we're talking about the not-for-profit. Sector. Yes, the not profit sector. So what does what, what does it mean? What's the, What's the not-for-profit? Let's okay, start so with look, that. definition. There's,
1: there's a couple of things. Yep. Look, aside from the obvious concept of not designed for making profits, now it doesn't mean they can't be profitable. What it says is that the purpose of the organisation is not of a profit-making nature. So okay. Generally these are like a social ventures, they could be uh, charities, they could be um, looking at certain types of businesses that are designed around the, the, the better good rather than making people rich. I think it was um, one of the charities
0: I was working with said we might be not for profit but we're not not for money. <laughs>
1: Well, here's the thing. At the end of the day, look, a non-profit is still a business just like anyone else. Yep. Yes, they have different goals and different objectives, um, but they are still there to achieve a certain task or an outcome. Um, and if you're thinking like, even like just thinking about a hospital, you've got hospitals that are part of a commercial enterprise. Yep. And you've got ones like you know, the, the Sand, for example, here in Sydney. Which is not That for is profit. actually technically a non-profit. And as a non-profit, you, you pay no tax, right. which commercially gives you a bit of a benefit in, instead of losing that, say, 25 to 30% or whatever it is of the corporate tax, or hopefully better, because you've got an accounting company working for you, um, you can actually use that to reinvest back into your net purpose and make it more official. So
0: that's really cool. How many are there in Australia?
1: Oh, so there's um, there's about sixty thousand, give or take, just wow. just a just a little bit under, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all um, it's all managed and sort of monitored by the um, the ACNC. It's the uh, the Australian Charity Not for Profit Commission. Okay, cool. Well, that's simple wording. Strangely enough, they're actually they're staffed by the ATO. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, um, I suppose they need to be because it's all about tax, right?
1: Well, yes, and and um, if you look at their annual reports, this is buried deep on like page forty in the back somewhere, little paragraph talking about connection with the ATO or well, all their staff are from the ATO. Oh, okay, it's interesting. This doesn't jump out at you. But so, so yeah. you when you're forming a non-profit, then it could be an incorporated
0: association all the way up to. Uh, a business, yeah. but you have to register with the ACNC you, as a
1: not-for-profit. You do have to register with the ACNC. Um, you have to be able to fall into a certain number of guidelines, like you have to show that you're not just a real business that doesn't want to pay tax. Yeah. You, you're actually either you're a social venture, you could be a, um, a religion, Yep. Yeah. you could be a church or something like that. Well, uh, I've, I've been the treasurer of a sporting association, we we're a not-for-profit well, yeah. incorporated
0: association you know how it works.
1: Yeah, and that's just it. You, so there's, there's a whole bunch of criteria that actually say you apply. And you know, every now and then, there's about 200 applications a month. Wow, that go in and okay. at the same time. Because uh, there's about a 60,000 um, entity base, there's also about yeah, just under 200 a month that get removed. So It's not growing quickly. It's kind of static. That kind of number. Yeah, it's still it's still a lot though. Okay. But um, yeah, 60,000 odd businesses in that non-profit sector. Um, and in some respects, I've I've um, spoken to some clients, and they say, well, "Who's in your industry? Who's this?" Yeah, they always seem to be ahead of where you are, I said, yeah. well, <laughs> they're non-profit, they pay no tax, so they get all this extra cash to be able to do things with. Oh, okay.
0: Sure. Now, that's interesting. So, looking at it as a sector of the economy, what numbers
1: are we talking about? So, they're actually, um, the non-profit sector report, because everyone has to report back to the ACNC, their revenues and various yep. things, and different levels, different sizes, different criteria, but $175 billion dollars wow per year that's the current spent um is floating around in the non-profit sector
0: 175
1: billion a year in australia and this, this is australia wow yes. wait. this was 2022 or 2021 slash 2022 okay. figures so it's you yeah, maybe it's gone up a little bit but it's you know it that's changes huge. it changes a little bit but we're that's the sort of figures we're talking about wow um half of that just on half is uh supplied by government funding Right. So ball, ballpark 80 odd that's, plus billion. That's a
0: fascinating statistic. So the $80 billion worth of government money is going
1: to charities. It's going to non profits to, well, keep in mind, to to achieve certain objectives though. It's not just like here's a bucket of money, everyone stick their hand up or toss some out. It doesn't yep. quite work that way. No, it, it says um, like if, if you are um, providing a certain functional service to society yep. that perhaps the government isn't directly providing but but does want to so. but does want to they may provide funding in the form of a grant for no, that, or that or, yeah. yep. so and that way they know that they're providing the money people are actually doing the services it, it yep. is working cool. um, um, but so it is, it's, it's big money though the 50% government where's the rest of the money come from so about a third of it um, on top of that 50% comes from the sale of goods or services that the non-profit provides yep. and it may not be that they're um, they're out there to say, you know, make something for a dollar and sell it for 10, but they're out there to provide their services and make, it, you know, make enough out of that to be able to sustain the business and to hopefully grow and provide more services back into the economy. Okay. Because these these are not like um, a service like accounting or legal or anything like that in some cases. Uh, well, actually they, they could be, um, but generally not. Um, you're looking at social services like you know, counselling. You're looking, uh, you're looking in some cases medical, in some cases uh, legal in the, yeah, sure. uh, the legal you know, aids and legal stuff aid like that. Legal yeah, that sort of thing. But, yeah. but it could be chargeable services at a lower rate, but that's where they're getting some of their funding from. So that's 83 yep. percent of the 175 billion dollars. Where's the rest um, come from? So there's roughly another four percent or so that comes from um, investments. Right, so where like yeah, let's the Salvation just, Army might own a property, yeah, yeah, or, and it so, or a, a billionaire somewhere dies and says, yep. "Look, I'm going to stick five hundred million dollars in an investment fund, and yep. all the, every year the the interest out of that goes to this charity or something like sure. that." Sure. Um, and the rest comes from actually donations. So you get all these little, you know, hey, we're doing this, please help out. You know, the annual balls, the fundraisers, the everything. Cool.
0: So. So there's a... Australia's a big country for volunteers as well, right? So there's yes. obviously people employed in that sector and people who volunteer. Well, those kind
1: of numbers, because they're huge, right? It, it is. And I'll tell you what, there's about like 1.4 million people employed in the industry. Right. Either full-time or part-time. So... Uh five percent yeah, give yeah, or population take, you know, just just yep. just on five and just, just under five for what are we well it's 26 mil now yeah or, that's that's not the working population oh the that's the right, population that's very smaller. true very true yes um so uh but another 4.4 4 mil volunteer yeah of course not full time you're volunteering a few hours a week maybe it's a day here a day there whatever it is but yeah it's, you know, it's relevant so it's um it's a lot of people we're talking about wow so it's a big
0: big sector it, is. it employs a lot of people there's a lot of money flying around right and it's doing good things or oh, attempting well, to do uh, go- yeah I'd like to, so. <laughs> I'd like to think so, right. so, yeah. so like to think so 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 I get some of the issues that businesses face. Yeah, professional services business here, downturn in, downturn in consumer spending, that's going to affect them. What are the issues facing the not for profit industry The well, they've looked
1: at this? Yeah, look, it, it is interesting. And look, just for full uh, disclosure, I do sit on the board of a nonprofit. Cool. I don't want to, we, we never mention names or things on the podcast just for you know, um, confidentiality reasons and things, but um, I do have, a, have a, a good feel for what some of these things are. Mm-hmm. Um, the. Um, One is, where do we get our sustainable funding from? How do we know we're going to survive the next year trying to achieve our purpose? Right, yeah. Because I mean, government funds are great, but government funds generally come in the form of grants. You may get a grant for two or three years. There's no guarantee you're going to get them, someone else may get them. And what happens when they run out? Is the grant still available? So you'll be wary of that. Well, we see that as well, right? We see
0: charities that have been going for 20 years suddenly don't get their grant, it's all over.
1: That's right, and look, that's that's actually quite common, um, sadly. Um, but those charities are also, or well, those those non profits, in theory, designed to service a certain need, and for whatever reason, the need is determined, uh, determined to be slightly moved or shifting over time. Wow, perhaps they don't catch that. And I don't know. Um, so Look, that is one thing. How how do people uh, how do the uh, the charities ensure they've got a funding stream or revenue stream going forward? Yep. Um, not just from if government grants, but it, of course, if you've got private funding or donations that you are still providing a valuable service back to the That people care about. That that people, people won't donate things yeah. they don't care about, Look, right? You, you can be doing the greatest thing in helping the world, but if people don't think that that's a top priority for them, they, they're not going to give. They won't give, yep. So you, it's, it's, it's actually a complex scenario. So um, And you've also got to
0: have people in your business who know how to fundraise. Yes. I know in the commercial world, I go and charge people money for delivering a service that they want, or a product that they want. In the charity world, I'm doing this thing over here and now I'm begging you for money effectively. You know, it's well, very it,
1: different. That's just it. And look, in that respect, it's, it's very similar to a normal business. You've got to have your marketing people yep. saying, here's what we do, getting the message out. You've got to have your, I'll, I'll say sales people, it's not typically a sales person, mm-hmm. but people going and saying hey, can you help us out? Can we provide this service to you? Yep. Um, would you like to help us fund this service? Uh, and getting into corporations and going, look, you could help, you know, help the kids or help the um, underprivileged so, so or whatever to,
0: it's going to be. You've got to raise money, you've got to market, you've got to know who your dono- donors are. Yeah. That, so technology, what are some of the issues and, oh. and how does technology help with that?
1: But, so here's, here's some interesting things. And if you look at, let's see, so there's, a lot of, there's, and there's a lot of nonprofits that are small
0: yes yeah. well like
1: any business the majority are tiny right yeah and this is the thing if there's sixty thousand of them um we're we're not obviously going to all have 100 people in the each or something no. like that and that's 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 crazy there's a lot that have actually let's say you know five ten fifteen people sort of thing when you've got a business of that size you don't have an it manager yes you don't have an it department with staff you don't have like a cio you don't have a Okay, so Yeah, you've still got to do all the things
0: any organization does. You've got to do security, look,
1: you've got to do patch management, you've got to do all yeah, of those things. Yeah, those, those technical things exist, but also every nonprofit has generally got, and I'll say, look, in the case of, um, actually it doesn't really matter so much, but look, if, if you're a church, if you're doing social awareness, if you're doing um, yeah, medical or legal or whatever, you're still dealing with the public so you have still got the same regulatory requirements of you've got personal information
0: PII of yeah.
1: security of all those things yeah and if you're providing let's say mental services or mental health services yeah you now have mental information uh, or health information you're storing yeah. so you've got those so, things yeah. but if, also if you're taking credit cards you've got PCI DSS Yes. Think about as same with the with the ones providing um, yeah social support on the legal side you've now got all the details about yeah, people's backgrounds, your income streams, all this. Sort of, you know, there's a lot of personally identifiable information there. I did used to find where I used to get the ferry from Manly to Sydney every mm. Friday.
0: And for years, there was the, the old gentleman standing there every Friday with the salvos bucket. Oh, yes. That, They're still around. Oh, no, now there's a chair with a oh, tap here to sorry. play. yes. Yes,
1: they're very effective actually. Yeah. very good, but there's a company that produces them, they're not that expensive to run, and mm. you can actually literally just tap. And so, a $2 tap or a $5 tap or
0: a. Yeah, well, that's an example of technology strategy actually helping the charity,
1: right? So, Yeah, no, it's, it's very true. So, look, um, one of the issues is though, where do people store their information? In a lot of the smaller non profits to, to date, it's been you know, in spreadsheets, yeah. um, on paper. Um, in this folder on the shelf over there, that they pull out every now and then and waffle through to get whatever they need. And, and we, we sort of look at that and go, really, who's doing something? They Literally, a lot of the um, charities that have been around for a while that are still small, they haven't invested in technology. They still are using paper. But they're using spreadsheets. When I, when I took over, you know,
0: Treasurer of the Referees Association, most of it had been done on paper. And I'm going, but you've got dates of births. You've yeah. got people's names. You've got their addresses. You've got their BSB and account number.
1: That's personal information, you've got to be really careful but with But this is it, and, and because you've got, um, and no, no no, one's turning up to do a bad job, mm. you know, they're all trying to do the best and trying to you know, help out, and whatever the cause of the non-profit is, they're yes. trying to achieve that. But unless you also get people involved that have got cons- concepts around privacy of information, how are we ensuring that we are doing the right thing here, yeah. not just, you know, oh look, yeah, you know, we we it over there, oops, someone stole it, oh, we're sorry, we didn't really mean to. Okay, I get that, but there are ways to do things and properly not, these not days. skilled in that stuff, so, so that's sort of one thing. Yep. Um, another thing is things like um, your, your shadow IT. Uh, people taking a credit card and, and going buying a CRM system, yeah. right? And this is the next stage of this going, people recognising, hey, we've got all this information here and here, some in paper, some in that. Quick, what do we do with it? I don't know, get an Office 365 license here. Great, put some stuff in Dropbox. Yeah, hey, I found this tool here, let's put some stuff in there. Someone else over there is saying, oh, I found this little marketing tool that does this, let's use that. And all of a sudden, you're using all these different applications that are not talking to each other. Mm. Great. Great, so you've, you've now progressed to make things a bit more efficient, but you can't really get it all working but together. But then you've got Jenny over here who likes Google Sheets,
0: and Bob over here who likes Excel and OneDrive, And they're both reaching out to people and consumers with this totally mixed.
1: That's right, and you're getting all sorts of things. Different looking messages, and and also for somebody coming into the organisation, here we use this system over here for this. We use this system over there for that. We use this for that, and all of a sudden they're, yeah, but I came in here to help the, yeah, help the elderly, help the youth, do whatever, and now I'm getting confused by all these systems.
0: Yeah, so I get it. So, but we work with. Yeah, you know, small companies as well. We don't just work with big ones. That's true. We work with small companies, and we help them solve this problem as
1: We, we as do. as well. Although in a small company, there is um, a little more structure and focus on, I'm trying to achieve this or I'm trying to grow by doing this. Yep. There's a, bit, a little bit more.
0: But I'd, I'd say there's probably more assistance available for the not-for-profit sector than there is for the small business sector, right? So there's government grants around digital awareness, right?
1: There there are, and it's like, um, they don't always appear, and they may be at a state level rather than a federal Mm -hmm. level, but every now and then you see this pop up, that this, and this is, you know, because this sort of um, data privacy, security, digital awareness, it's, it's a key issue. Yes. And I think the government knows that for a lot in the nonprofit sector, nothing's going to change unless there's some sort of momentum or force to help that. So they do make grants available, It doesn't have to be a lot of money, but it is to help those organizations um, invest a bit in technology to show what's possible. And it's actually quite useful. I'll tell you one thing, though. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people think they're doing a great thing by donating old hardware. Yeah, you're not. You're not. (laughs) So one of the worst things that happens in a non-profit is that someone says... Oh, guess what? We just got a whole bunch of old equipment from ABC Company. They've changed over their computers after five years, and they've donated all their old stuff to us. And yeah, you know, in a non-profit, you're thinking, great, the, you think, great, yeah, the community is helping us by giving us all their giving computers. So we well, their junk that they
0: can't get rid of on um, e-waste, but there's a,
1: there's a reason why they got rid of it. Mm. And what happens is you spend an inordinate amount of time and effort as a non-profit trying to an old computer reformatted working installed and you finally get it up and running then you give it to someone that's come in and they go tap and that little hourglass turns up and the little things starts spinning around and you know they think this is the most unproductive thing can
0: do. productivity is important and not for profit too so it is now his scenario because it's it's not all yeah you know, roses and and perfume um, yeah you know, there are organizations out there who actually prey on nonprofits because they a lot of them smaller ones tend to be less Technology savvy, yes. Essentially, with volunteers less invested. So, I've I've had this argument a few times with various not profits. Office three six five, yes. If you're a not for profit, Microsoft donates They do a certain set of licenses of Office three six five yes. to you. Now, it's not incredibly easy to get. You've got to jump through some hoops and yeah. prove some stuff. There's,
1: there's a little bit of stuff, yeah. There's part of the process. But yeah. they give you Azure, um, give you Office three six five. You get um, you get right now ten. Microsoft 365 uh, Business Premium licences. I'm pretty sure it at E3, anyway. I think it's E3. I think it's E3. You get some decent licences that have, and also you get the security add-ons. And I think you get infinite A1s as well. So the yes. online oh, Yes, so you do, you're right. As many of your many mailboxes as you want with mailboxes. And, and we've used mailboxes in that respect for things like board members. Yep. Here is your free mailbox. Well, it's not free, it's a, it's but a donated that mailbox. that teams. Yes. And that gives you all of the features from right. SharePoint and all sorts of things. And guess what? It's free. It's free. And if you have more than 10 staff, like actual staff stuff, not just like perhaps board members that just need a mailbox, extra licenses are like $7 or $8 yeah, or something. Almost it's, it's nothing. was well, $6.90. I think it's just gone up a little bit. Um, and for the sake of $7, and I've now got proper infrastructure in place in the cloud where it yep. can be you know, backed up and I can do other things properly. It's so to I did it's that for a, a, uh, my wife
0: volunteers for a soccer club and so I, d- I did that to them. We, w- you know, we went through connecting up in Australia, which is where you get that, oh, um, jumped through the hoops, gave them the legal documents. Then before we knew it, we had loads of licenses of Office 365. We moved them off their old
1: crappy Gmail system. And and everything was a lot sweeter after that. Well, it's, it's also manageable, yep. and you can start wrapping some basic compliance and security around the whole solution. Yes, you can then start putting some little phishing awareness around it, okay. or um, spam filtering. And you don't need and to go too far; just do the basics because it's so much further than where they were. Well, that, that's just it. This is we're not we're not talking about getting a, um, a nonprofit to the stage where they're shining up and being the world's reference case on what security looks like or anything. Wait a second; <laughs> just get yourself out of the bottom. 10% yep. sort of thing and get your basics in place so that you've got some protection such that your board can actually who are, by the way are, are potentially liable for security issues Absolutely. and various things to say we've got basic protections in place we've done this we've done that yeah I get it we're never going to be like you know, fully secure no one ever can be but at least we've done the right stuff yeah Absolutely, and, and we,
0: we've shown due diligence and those sorts of hmm. things. So connecting up in Australia, yes. tech globally. That's right. A portals you can go for it's a not for profit, and don't, not just Office Three Six Five. You can get all sorts of software yeah. and services the, donated.
1: The, a lot of the vendors um, have non profit licensing, like special yep. reduced licensing for non profits. The hardware vendors generally have special discount processing for uh, non profits, and they will make those available through like a uh, connecting up. Um, so up dot org. I'm pretty I think sure it's or all. Yep. yeah, um, and um, as a non-profit provider, you're registered with the ACNC, the, you know, the Charities and Non-Profit Commission.
0: Oh, or you, you can know. prove in your constitution that you're not-for-profit, because I've done one which wasn't ACNC Ooh, registered, that's interesting. and if you're an incorporated association whose constitution that's been lodged with the Office of Fair Trading oh, okay. states that you're not-for-profit, that's good enough.
1: That's interesting. Mm. I have an idea around that. Anyway, stop it. <laughs> it's un-Australian. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so anyway, you can actually go and get access to all these systems and you'll yep. get respectable discounts. I mean, don't expect to get a $1,000 laptop for 100 bucks, but it may be that you're only paying 900 or $850. Yeah. You're, you're getting a it's reasonable standard, discount. Yeah, it's certainly yeah. worthwhile. As, as well as software licensing and things like that. So, yeah. so trends that are affecting not-for-profits, Scott. Oh, oh this is very interesting. And look... Um, A lot of this has also been driven by COVID, which was quite an interesting change, um, uh, because during COVID everyone went home, so everyone's online. What are they doing? They're not attending like gala balls, they're not attending events, they're not attending hey everybody turn up at this. They're not seeing your stall at the local market, right? No, that's that's right. So um, what happened was, and also in some cases, the, the level of giving decreased. right? Mainly because other channels that had been out there, which were more physical channels, weren't there. Yep. But if you had your act together online, and you had your you know, your online marketing in place, your you social your strategy, things, your social yep. air, yep. those nonprofits went very well, provided you also had the right venture that you were yep. existing for. Yes, you need to be. You need to have a really good modern online presence. You, you do it, uh, you do. And what we see though, with online, you're not necessarily saying to people that turn up at a physical event, "Hey, donate fifty dollars, donate a hundred dollars." What you may be doing online is saying, "Donate five dollars, but I'll get to a thousand times more people." Yep. And that's where the volume is coming from. So you've got to have some efficiency built in. As and well. and also
0: the reach. If you're online, yes. you've suddenly got access to a global audience.
1: Mm. And there's lots of online tools and platforms available make sure you're using the right ones Yep. Um, and the automation if you're now going out to people online let's say that you know instead of five one thousand dollar donations where previously you were handwriting receipts or thank you letters instead of now you're at one thousand five dollar donations you've got to change how you do you've it. you've got to think about this yep. you need automation you need to have the, you need to be putting those figures straight into your books rather than manually yep. processing every one. So if you're not up to date, it's harder, right? It, it is, and look, the, I think the reality is, if you don't stay up to date and keep moving forward and have that level of progression, um, then it's um, it, you're going to have a lot a hard time keeping up in the future. Yeah, and you're now, you know, I
0: was I was saying over half of the workforce are millennials. Yes. And the next generation is starting to come
1: through. The next generation? Generation um, Alpha, I believe. Uh, are they Gen Z? No, we've, we've gone beyond that now. We're now to Gen Alpha. Okay. Gen Z are after millennials. Gen yes. Z are
0: now entering the workforce. Alpha yes. are the babes and arms.
1: However, the Alphas that are still perhaps in that sort of school, end of, you know, halfway through school, they will happily go tap-tap on their phone and give a dollar.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: But there's a million of them that'll go tap. Mm. Where are they going to
0: tap? Why are they going to tap on what you've got? And you've got to make sure they can do that, right? You yes. as a charity, you've got to make sure you can accept those types of micropayments.
1: That's right. And make sure your tap isn't costing you a dollar ten for every dollar yeah. tap you get. Yep. So given all of that, what are your thoughts, Scott? You're in this space, you're yeah. on the board of a not-for-profit. Look, it's interesting. I think the I think the smaller nonprofits, unless they've really got a solid engagement. Group, like either in the public or online, are really going to find it hard to, hard to um, continue going forward. Yep. I think well, look, we're seeing this even in the IT industry. A lot of the smaller companies are starting to consolidate. They're either being acquired. Um, a lot of the smaller nonprofits that have been around for a long time. Yep. Um, and by smaller, I mean you could have like you know two to five people in there, uh, maybe even up to ten. Um, unless you've really got that plan sorted out for growth, you're going to find it harder and harder and harder to either get the talent yep. or to implement the technology, unless you can find a technology partner to work with. You're gonna really struggle to grow at the speed yeah, you need to. Because, yeah. and it may not be that you've got a bad cause, but others with different causes that may be able to get the messaging out a lot more cost-effectively. Or get the grants,
0: or get the donations. They'll or, be the ones yeah. getting the donations, and yep. this is the whole thing. Also, your constituents, so, you know, I'm, I'm not-profit that I know well is the Sporting Associations, your constituents want to engage with you online. They do. They don't want to engage with you at open days and, and fill out no.
1: paper forms. They... Strangely enough, it used to be, I want to go in and see someone and talk to someone that knows what they're doing and fix my problem. Yeah. Now it's, no, I get annoyed if I can't go tap, tap, tap and yeah. get a response online. 24 not, by 7. Not necessarily from a bot, because I'm not convinced bots are really there yet. Um, Some are. Yeah, yeah. You'd be amazed at how many you actually interact
0: with and you didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I, I would be, you're right, I would be amazed. Anyway, <laughs> but I get annoyed if I can't find the information I want online. Absolutely. And if I can't input data and have proper results coming back to me, then I can't do this thing myself. So maturity of technology is really important. So it, it, those it who've is. got that right are gonna scale, right? That's right, and look, it's not expensive anymore to yeah. get the basics right and the basics in place. Mm. But I'd say, you now, as we, when I was working with the accounting
0: industry, Accounting firms that had the latest and greatest technologies attracted the best
1: talent. Yes, it's got to be the same in NFP. Look, it's if you're. It depends on what you're doing. Um, And this is interesting that during COVID times, if you do this, this the great reorganization of talent in business. I'm not going to say the great resignation because it wasn't really because a lot of people that resigned went to work somewhere else. It was really the great reshuffle. It was the great meh, Nothing really (laughs) (laughs) happens. It's just just a big movement of something, but. There's also a lot of people that change being full-time in the workforce to be to be part-time. Yeah, those that maybe moved out of the country, even uh, uh, so, as in the, the country areas, not out of the country. Yeah, um, who said, look, I'm, I'm happy to work three or four days a week online, but I'm out here with my paddocks and my horses. I'm happy, sort of thing. Yeah. But um, well, also, people who are working from home
0: have less co- less time commuting, and actually have more time to yes, but it's charge to donate well. a bit
1: here and there. And yeah, quite happy to come in for a meeting, but if I can do some stuff from home, which they can, it's great. It's way better. But this is it. There's there, there's more people available willing to donate some time, um, especially a lot that were previously in senior roles or could be in senior roles, but have restructured themselves a bit.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. That's fascinating,
1: Scott. It's a really interesting sector. Yes. Cool. How about that? There's a lot going on. And look, we, we've sort of gone into a you know, bit of detail on the non-profit side, but every industry sector has its own unique quirks and things and yeah
0: positives and negatives. It does but there's common threads running through all of them which I find fascinating. It it is
1: and they all revolve around technology. What an industry to be in. Automation and technology. Sounds great. <laughs> awesome. If only someone came up with an automation product. Oh, no. Anyway. watch
0: this space. That's right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching and listening to The Wind Down today. Um, please, if you like what you see, give us a like. Make sure you subscribe and leave a comment if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss. Thanks so much. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.